Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me once again for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about discovering Jesus. This is a teaching podcast. Go and grab your Bibles as always and take some notes. Got a really good show for you today. As always, we want to start off our show with a quote of the day, and it goes like this. Amidst the shadows of doubt, it will be there that you will find Jesus. Now, let's look here in Luke 24. We're going to start here at verse number 44. Just got one jumping off verse here in the ESV translation. Luke 24. We're going to look here at one verse, and that's verse number 44. Let's lock in. Notice what it says. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything that was written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. I like this verse because Jesus flat out says that everything that was written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Everything about Jesus must be fulfilled. And he talks about where it will be fulfilled, the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. So I've talked to people all the time, I'm sure like you do. And many times we want people to explain to us about what Jesus is, what he is like, what he wants from our life, all of those things that many times we talk about. The reality is that you cannot discover Jesus just through religion. Religion is man's best attempt to find God, but you can't find him there because Jesus is a person. And that, in my opinion, is what separates Jesus from any other religion in the world is that our God died and he rose again with all power. And so if I was going to talk to someone about Jesus, what is it that he might tell them? Now, obviously, I cannot tell you everything that Jesus would tell you if he was talking to you face to face. But when I read the law of Moses, when I read the prophets, when I read the Psalms, when I read the word of God, when I read the gospels, I am able to look and see the various things that Jesus taught, the various things that he believed. And I'm going to give you a couple of these things, at least about five of them that I believe that Jesus would want you to know about him. Because again, I want the take way to be that Jesus is a person and you have to discover him. You have to discover him. So if you're going to get into a relationship with the Lord, this is not about do's and don'ts trying to keep some religious law. 
That is not what Christianity is about. Christianity is about one person, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And as people of faith, we have to make sure if we're going to speak truth to power to other people, that we have to introduce them to Jesus, not to all of these religious things that other religions try to connect with their God. Again, you cannot connect with God through different kind of mediums that other people use, chants, rosary beads, all of these things. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to other people's religions, but the reality is, is that if in fact I want to have a personal up close relationship with Christ, I need to know that he's a person, he's real, and that he wants to connect with me just like I want to connect with him. And as I go about my day and as as I kind of go here and there and sprinkling this Jesus Christ, the Son of God, in the ears and the hearts of people, I want to make sure that I am being an example of what he would be. Now, again, we know that nobody is going to check every box. We're not going to cross every T. We're not going to dot every I. But I want to make sure that people understand what he was like. So I want to give you at least five. And I know that there's more than five, but I want to at least give you five things or five aspects that I believe he would want you to know about him. If in fact you want to discover Jesus, maybe you are a Christian and I want to give you these five. Maybe you are not a Christian and would like to be and you don't fully understand what this is all about. Hopefully that this episode can help you to discover Jesus and unwrap this wonderful gift. I promise you that can change your life. So here's one aspect that I believe that Jesus would want you to know is unconditional love and forgiveness. That is what makes relationships go crazy in a wonderful way. Knowing that the person that you are in relationship with has an unconditional love for you and a forgiveness that whatever you do is not beyond his ability to be able to love you and to be able to accept you for who you are. That's the thing, again, that makes relationships so great is that nobody wants to be in a relationship if they cannot be unconditionally loved and forgiven if they make a mistake. And let me say this, in the natural, we just don't have the ability to do this. I don't think that there's any relationship out here that people are going to love you unconditionally and forgive you. People have their limits. They can say, hey, I'll forgive you for this, but mm, this might be a deal breaker. But what I, one thing I love about Christ is that whatever it is, he's going to unconditionally love you. He's going to forgive you. We as parents, we love our kids and we say we have unconditional love, but that's not really the case. And the reality is, is that when we realize that we cannot love people with our love, we have to love people through the love of Christ. And that love is an unconditional love. There's no conditions. There's no strings attached to it. I'm going to forgive you, not in and of myself, but I'm giving you the forgiveness that I know Christ will want to give other people. And we have to ask God for this unconditional love. We have to ask God for this forgiving power because this cannot be obtained in and of ourselves. We just don't have it in this flesh and bone body. But this is one of the things that Jesus would want people to know. Jesus is often portrayed 
as an embodied of love and forgiveness, understanding that he came to the earth to demonstrate God's love for humanity. People might emphasize the importance of loving one another unconditionally and forgiving one another, but this is what Christ was all about. So if you ever met Jesus, he would want you to know that I have unconditional love for you. He wants you to know that I'm going to be here to forgive. If you make a mistake, if you jump in the pit, knew we shouldn't have been there, whatever the case may be, God says that my love for you is going to be steadfast. My love for you is going to be unmovable. My love for you is not going to change with the weather. And those are the kinds of relationships that we want to be in. I want to invite you into an unconditional love and a forgiveness that only Christ can bring. Here's number two. Here's another aspect that I think he would want you to know. His salvation and grace. This is what he would want you to know. That I came to the world to say and to give you grace. Grace for your mess ups. Grace for your hang ups. Grace for your mistakes. Grace for the things that other people would throw you away for. God says, I want to give you grace. I want to give you space and I want to give you grace. And through this salvation, in terms of believing in me, the one and only true God. And this is where other religions get mad and upset because they think that their God is this, that, and the third. But our God is alive. And because he's alive, he's forever saving. He's forever extending grace. Jesus's central message revolves around salvation and grace. And many Christians believe this. They acknowledge that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God, and the teachings that Jesus gave and his eternal life principles and his perspective on things. And sharing this message of salvation and sharing this message of availability of God's grace is essential for us growing in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I am so glad that he extended his salvation. He saved me, not just at the point of salvation, not when I first met Christ, but he has been saving me from things that I've gotten in a mess in. He's been saving me from mistakes. But the wonderful thing is he extends his grace. He extends his empowerment. He extends his help. And it doesn't matter where you are because you can't pay for this. This is something freely that he gives. Think about that because many times we're in relationships with people and we know that they're extending certain things because they want something in return. But what can you give a God that has everything? You can't give him nothing but your life. And you want to give him your life knowing that whenever you need him, he's there. And I love that because, you know, we try to get close to people and we got to go through this secretary and we got to go through these protocols and all of this stuff. But man, one of the most refreshing things in the world is to know that whenever I need my father, I can get to him. I got straight access to the father. He's not going to put me on hold. He's not going to tell me to wait. He's not going to tell me to come back later. He's not going to tell me he's busy. He's always extending salvation. He's always extending grace. And this is one of the things I believe that he would want you to know about him. 
Number three, here's another aspect of who I believe discovering Jesus is all about. He would want you to know his compassion and his empathy, not just for you, but for others. Jesus moved with compassion. The Bible talks about how he saw those who were like sheep with no shepherd and he moved with compassion. So when we talk about who Jesus is about, he's a compassionate God. He is not this God that has a lightning bolt in one hand and a rod and another trying to beat you over the head with the stuff that you've done. That is just not true. And we need to help people to understand this. The Lord is compassionate. When we talk about empathy, he understands. He understands what you're going through. And I know sometimes we don't think the Lord can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but he can. He knows he was tested all at all points, yet without sin. So he understands what it's like to be lonely. He understands what it's like to be ridiculed. He understands what it's like to be rejected. He does. He understands what it's like for people to turn on him. So anytime we go to God and say, you don't understand, no, you don't understand. I want you to get an understanding today. If you've never heard this before, that anytime you go to God, he has compassion for your situation. He has empathy. He understands when you were left rejected beaten. Whatever the case is, I don't know your story, but I want you to know that we serve a living God that understands these things and to love him and to understand the fact that he knows the things that we've gone through. It makes going to him even much more easier because Jesus was known for his compassion. And his empathy towards the marginalized, towards the sick, towards the oppressed. And he was always communicating the importance of showing compassion and empathy for others, especially for those that were in need. So what would Jesus do if he was alive today walking the face of the earth? I can tell you that he would have compassion on people. He wouldn't walk by them. He wouldn't stick his nose up at them and think that he's better than them. We as Christians and believers, we got to get the spirit of Christ back in our life. If in fact, we want others to discover Jesus through how we treat other people. So we have to get this in our lives first. I'm telling you, man, the stuff that we see, the pain and the ills that are going on in this world, Jesus would be compassionate on these people. See, when folks don't have Christ, how do you expect them to act godly? Come on, think about that. You can't expect people to act godly and do right and they don't have the love of God in them. They're acting the way they're supposed to be acting with a person that don't know God. But for people that do, You have to have a knowledge and an understanding that they are not where you are because there was a point in your life that you were not where you are right now. So having this compassion and this empathy for other people is what Jesus really truly would want you to know about him and what he would want you as Christians to extend to other people that don't know him.
That's what he would want you to do as a representative. Imagine you being a business owner and you sitting out and you're sending out representatives on your behalf. Would you want them to know that you're a mean old nasty person? Or would you want them to know that you're a loving, kind person that they can connect with and know that that whatever it is that they're going through, that you care? That's what helps people stay even in a business relationship is that this is just not about dollars and cents. I actually care about you. Come on, y'all. This is what we got to get in our hearts and move if we really want people to discover Jesus. Here's the fourth aspect that I believe that people need to understand about Christ, and that is his repentance and spiritual growth, that he wants us to repent and move and grow in the things of God. So let's look at this word repentance. Repentance actually means to change and go into another direction. It's not turning all the way around because you're back at where you once were, but it's going in another direction. And this is why in order to receive Christ, you have to repent. You've got to change. You can't just do what you've been doing. Change is essential in every aspect of life. And those that are grown, you know this. You cannot continue to just do the same thing looking for another result. Although people try to do this every day, you have to be willing and open and honest and say, I've got to change. I've got to go in another direction. I got to do what I'm doing another way. I cannot continue to go down this straight line going nowhere. I got to make a right. I got to make a left. Come on. This is what repentance is all about. And until you repent, you can't really stay in a relationship with Christ. Imagine you being married. You having issues in your marriage and your spouse is saying this and you saying that. Well, in order for the relationship to live and thrive, somebody got to change. We just can't keep being mean and nasty to each other. We just can't keep talking and being rude to one another. Somebody has got to say, you know what? Let's just stop this. Let's do something different. Let's repent of being angry, mad, frustrated, whatever the situation is towards one another. Let's come together. Let's repent. And now we can spiritually grow up. Remember, we're growing up. We're going up. So when we talk about spiritual growth, we should be going up. We should be going higher. We should be moving further. We should be going faster. We should not be going in the uh, same altitude that we once were. It's always about going higher and higher and higher, but also realizing that in this body, yeah, we're going to do some things maybe we shouldn't do. And this is why repentance is necessary so that we can stop turn and go in the direction of our relationship in Christ. And Jesus often called for repentance and turning away from sin. Sin is what I call self, operating in self, operating in selfishness. But when we turn away from sin, we're turning away from self. We're turning away from being fleshly and carnal and turning towards Christ and growing up and exemplifying the spirit of God on the inside. I want to encourage self-reflection, repentance, and commitment to spiritual growth because those things Jesus emphasized. And as we begin to move into that direction, we begin to align ourselves with Jesus's teaching. These are the things I believe he would want you to know about him. And finally, my last thing that I believe, a fifth aspect of what Jesus would want you to know about him is that you have to have faith and trust in God. 
You have to. Watch this. Even Jesus had to have faith and trust in his father. He had to. Walking this face of the earth, emptying himself of his supernatural power, learning obedience through the things that he suffered. He had to go through times and seasons where he had to have a faith and a trust in God and his mission and the anointing on his life into the people's lives that he sent them to who rejected him and he was there only to help them grow and to be all they needed to be, Jesus had to have a trust in God. Now, if Jesus had to do that, what you think you and I got to do? Jesus wants you to know that you can trust him even as he trusted God. I want you to know right now that you have to have faith. And faith is simply putting my trust squarely on the shoulders of a God who cannot lie. God cannot lie. I want you to say that to yourself. God cannot lie. God is not lying to you. Whatever he said, he's already done. It's not something he got to do. He's already done it. So we have to really put our faith squarely on the shoulders of the finished works of Jesus Christ. And because of that, we can put our faith in our trust in God. And I know many times people say, well, how can I trust a God I can't see? But this is supernatural. We got to realize that he lives in our spirit. And so when we connect with God in the spirit, he becomes real to us because I'm not trying to locate him in the natural. I'm not trying to locate him in flesh and blood. He lives inside of me. And Jesus frequently spoke about faith and trusting in God and communicating the significance of faith as a central aspect of the Christian journey, along with trusting his plan, his providence, his will for our lives may be considered crucial in our growth and development in Christ. This is what I believe he would want you to know about him. He trusted the Father. He had to lean on his own father. He wants you to know you can lean on me. I want you to think about this in this new year of 2024. I want you to think about putting your faith and leaning on him, not other people. They're too frail. They're too weak. They're too wishy-washy. They're up one day, down the next. Disconnect yourself and putting all of your faith and trust in what people say. People make mistakes. You've got to understand people going to be people. But there's one thing we got to understand about God. He can only be God. And because of that, he's strong enough to handle my stuff. He's tough enough to handle my situation. We can have an honest dialogue with the Lord and he's not going to run away from whatever we tell him. We can trust him and know that he will give us the divine empowerment that we need to run this race. Discovering Jesus is a wonderful thing. And to discover him and to know him is to love him and to love him is to serve him. These are the five things I believe that Jesus 
We want you to know about him. But that's all that I wanted to share with you today. I hope this blessed you in some way. If it did, reach out to me at info at thomasadeloach.com. If this is the first time that you've listened to me in the new year, thank you for taking this time. Reach out and connect with me. I'm a real person. Let me hear from you. You can go to my website at thomasadeloach.com. Understand a little bit more about me, my advocacy, knowing as always that this is by divine providence that we had this time today for me to impart this word to you, to empower you, is my hope and my prayer today. Listen, I'm praying for you, believing God's best for you. Go out and do something great, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And remember, until next time, to be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show, To Empower You. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.